0: If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.
1: The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans, and yet, understand does not compute you
2: never know what?
1: stories of things we simply don't know the answer to
2: hey everyone it's thinking sideways the podcast hey. Ag- again as <clears> always <throat> yeah i'm Devin, joined I'm S- by
0: joe and steve, steve. as we pointed at each other yep. saying yeah. you're it
2: yep steve's yeah. jumping the gun
1: not our real names. So, tonight, Godzilla, fact or fiction.
2: No. <laughs> no. Prepare for the onslaught of requests of please actually do that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. Thanks, Joe.
2: Thanks, Joe.
1: Another Good job, dude. Mystery. There Good was a documentary job. made in Japan in the 50s. But anyway.
2: Yeah, I remember.
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was live in the 50s. So, we're going to do a listener suggestion tonight. So preemptively, thanks Teresa. I think is how you say your name. Maybe it's Teresa. Teresa. I'm never That's sure Teresa. with Teresa, Teresa and Teresa. Teresa's. Yeah.
0: I'm either so way. Sorry. We got our bases covered.
2: Yeah. So one of you, two ladies. Thank you. Maybe both. I don't know. We're gonna talk about. Oh, it's mostly just a story. We're gonna talk about tonight. There's not really theories. We're just gonna tell a story. Pretty much. It's a story of a boy. A boy, a boy. named Larry, and it's kind of a sad story. Mm. Maybe. This is like the second time that I've done kind of just a really sad story about a. Yeah, boy. you always do the
0: upbeat episodes.
2: I like upbeat things. Mm hmm. I am a positive person, Steve.
1: Well, we're going to beat up this story.
2: Okay. You solve guys ready? the mystery
1: of Larry, the lost boy.
2: The lost boy, Larry. On August 7th, 1973, CB radio operators in California picked up a strange transmission. It was a cry for help coming from what I guess they soon found out was a seven year old boy who said his name was Larry. Larry said that he was stuck in an overturned truck in a ditch and unable to get out. His father, who had been driving the truck and by most reports had taken him hunting that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rabbit hunting. Was either injured or dead, depending on what version of the story you read, or it's also, it's it's a little unclear it may be that Larry just didn't know.
0: Well, there sounds like there's a little bit of interpretation, and, and I'm sure once we talk a little more about Larry, that'll kind of make mm-hmm. itself a little more clear. There is,
2: there is some interpretation happening here. Either way, Larry's transmissions were fairly sporadic. They faded in and out, and operators as far as Canada picked up his transmissions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't really understand how CB radio works very well, but that's a fairly large sprawl, I think, from mm-hmm. Southern California yeah, to Canada. It
1: is, but actually, um, and we can talk about that more later. You know, are you going to talk anything about the, the phenomenon known as skipping?
2: I was going to let you talk a little bit about that because okay. I think you probably have a better handle on it than I do. But suffice to say, for now, uh, apparently the fluctuations could be attributed to atmospheric phenomena, a fading battery, or this skipping situation. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the skipping. That's that's one one of the things. Is it's, that's a kind of an intermittent situation. It has to do, it has to do with what's going on in the ionosphere. And so, as that changed, as conditions change, then, you know, suddenly the skipping that occurred a minute before goes away mm-hmm. and it comes back. Yeah. So, anyway, but, but back to your story. Uh,
2: when asked, Larry couldn't tell anyone what he had last seen before the truck flipped over. He couldn't tell anybody, apparently, where he lived, what his last name was, or a phone number, anything that would have helped authorities identify him or locate where he was. Larry said he had no food or water. And the uh, CB operator, CB, I guess I should clarify, CB stands for Citizens C-
1: Citizens Band.
2: Band Radio. So th- these were just amateur operators mm. that picked it up initially. Um, and these amateur operators, being concerned, normal human beings, called the police. Of course. Somehow, and I'm still not totally sure how, they figured out, maybe with tri- triangulation or something, that... Uh, Larry's signal was coming from somewhere close to Albuquerque, New Mexico. Of course, now better known as the location of the one who knocks.
0: Mm-hmm. If you
1: get that reference. If you get that. If you don't, well, hey. I get it.
2: That's all that's <laughs> important. Yeah, I don't get it. It's fine. Uh, so, in the days that followed, a fairly massive search started. There were hundreds of volunteers, police, and planes coming through the mountains. That they thought the transmissions were coming from. But of course, as one would expect, since this radio that Larry had access to was in a truck that was no longer running, his battery started to fade. Mm. So his transmissions became more and more sporadic. His signal was fading. They couldn't really track it. Which is... Obviously, a pretty big bummer mm-hmm. in terms of being able to find him, right? Would have, um, it
1: would have been nice if Larry could have like given him a few hints, like looked out the windshield, and, because you know he had to he had to have known where did they go into the ditch, like in the desert or in the in the mountains, in the forests. You know, he could have given them some some big old clues. But well, he was kind of Larry was kind of useless. He
0: was <laughs>
2: he was pretty useless, and yeah. and we're gonna talk about that in a minute. You know, the newspapers and TV shows, even though it isn't a twenty four hour news cycle yet are still, of course, you know, gripping on to this story because it's, it's fairly large news. Oh, this
0: is great news it's for them. It's really yeah. great
2: news. Oddly, no one had any kind of serious, credible reports about a husband and son, brother and nephew, neighbor, or anyone else missing that, that matched this description. There was one report that said a family had gone missing, but it, it was a whole family, a mother and a father and a couple kids.
1: One of whom was named Larry.
2: One of whom was named Larry, but... They found him. They found mm-hmm. them a couple of days later, and it was a whole family. It wasn't a truck on a hunting trip. Yeah. And because of this publicity, in the 1970s versions of whatever trolls are came out to play. And this is kind of a sad part of this story. You know, everybody... A lot of people have CB radios... Or just like walkie-talkies, which broadcast on the same frequency, I believe. Mm. And people started filling the airwaves with copycat pleas. Uh, And also some taunts. There are some reports of people... Yelling, Oh Larry, you're gonna die out there!" And, <laughs> nice, you know, nice stuff people. like that. <laughs> really, really kind-hearted human beings. Yeah, yeah. you know,
1: actually, though, if this was a if this was a hoax, mm-hmm. then it could have been a whole group of CBers who knew each other. Yeah, <laughs> so it could have been, uh, you know, the whole thing could have been engineered.
0: It's an inside joke. Yeah, yeah well, uh-huh. it was
2: just a big inside. It was
0: code for bring beer to the house yeah. or well, uh-huh. I'm out of whiskey, come uh-huh. bring some whiskey, I mean, it, moonshine. Yeah. It
2: was, you know, we're moving the shipment over the border tonight. Albuquerque, New Mexico, it's right mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Um and actually Joe brings up a good point. We haven't we've, you know, kind of hinted at the fact that it kind of came out that this may may have been a hoax. Mm -hmm. As the story went on, Larry was remaining unable to give any kind of helpful details. And all these other copycats are coming into play. Since authorities had very little proof that Larry was in fact real, they eventually decided that it was a hoax and called off the search. Uh On August 10th, 1973, so this is um, three days after the initial contact was made, the New York Times actually ran a little, I guess, snippet on this story, and I thought that it was probably one of the best little snaps of what was actually going on at the time. So, if Joe, if you wouldn't mind Sure. I'll
1: reading. put on my Walter Cronkite voice yes! here.
0: Can you put on the glasses, too? <clears throat> no,
1: nah, I can't read with my glasses on, <laughs> believe it or not. So, uh, okay, here we go. Voice of Very Scared Boy on August 9th resumes broadcasting on Citizen's Band radio frequency in foothills of central New Mexico. Searchers say they are closing in on an area where 7-year-old is believed to be lost in his father's pickup truck. Boy, who says his first name is Larry, told rescuers on August 8th that he and his father were in accident and that his father is dead. Three pilots report sighting truck in Red Rock Canyon area on east side of Manzano Mountains, southeast of Albuquer- Albuquerque. Helicopter is dispatched to area. Army search plan had monitored transmission from Boy during night that led searches to hills. Sergeant W.A. Schmidt says searchers lost contact with Boy for several hours and presumed that he had either gone to sleep or battery of his radio had gone dead. Says that searchers have not discounted possibility of hoax. Over 150 persons using radio monitors and directional finders are searching foothills.
2: Uh, that was the 10th, and on August 12th, Larry's signal just went silent. They had a few weak leads but with the number of people hopping on and copying giving false information or otherwise you know muddling everything
0: getting in the mix cuz they thought it was fun yeah
2: basically. i think the police declared that it was a hoax and stopped the search just mm. called the whole thing off and i guess for me it's a bit disturbing because even like the with with our episode on the fairies you know that was a massive hoax mm-hmm. um And people tend to claim responsibility for their hoaxes,
0: usually. But
2: nobody has ever. Well, one person, one time, super unconvincingly claimed that they that this was a hoax and that they did it. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: But that's the only person's person who's ever claimed responsibility for Mm -hmm. this, maybe being a hoax. And to me, that's fairly disturbing because I it makes me believe more that it wasn't a hoax.
1: I don't know. I mean, if I committed this hoax, I don't think I'd confess to it because a lot of people would be really angry. And who knows? I mean, probably the statute of limitations has expired. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But,
2: no, totally. You is, know, by yeah. this
1: time, but but obviously in the in the, the, the weeks and months immediately after that, or even a few years after that, you probably could still be arrested for something like this. Sure,
2: yeah. but I mean, probably not years, right? I think I sure don't think that. That a years, but there years. that was a
0: lot of manpower that's that true. that police forces and mm. the military that's true. put in. Yeah, a that's
2: that's a that's a big cost. That's a lot, true. A lot
0: of people are going to be angry. Yeah, yeah, that's
2: fair. That's fair. I hadn't really thought of that. The one of the amateur CB operators that was listening the whole time said, quote, I personally have never had any doubt that this is the real thing. I heard the kid crying. I just can't believe it isn't the real thing. Hmm. And that sentiment is echoed fairly strongly throughout people who actually heard the broadcasts. There was a police chief who spoke to Larry for a long time, for I think three hours or something like that. Didn't
1: get any useful information. He didn't get
2: any useful information, but he also didn't seem to think it was a hoax. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's a really interesting thing for somebody to say is, you know, this seven year old child who should be able to provide me with some kind of helpful information couldn't, but I still don't think it's a hoax. I think it's real. So I think that's very interesting. And I think one of the things that I haven't seen which we'll discuss a little bit more is reasons why Larry maybe couldn't, not that he wasn't willing to give information, but maybe that he actually couldn't give information. Yeah. There's a,
0: there's actually a lot of good reasons.
2: I think so too. Um, so there are some extra little fringe tidbits about Larry, or I guess this story. Most of the reports have Larry stuck inside the truck, which makes sense, Right. That's the whole yeah. reason he's calling for help, right? And you know, can't say, "Oh yeah, I'm in the middle of a desert." Things like that. Uh, but there's one report that I read that said the Larry claimed to have been outside the truck with a skinned knee. I don't really put a lot of stock into that.
1: Mm. And also, there was a, another variation is that he was they flipped over and went into a ditch, which is why the doors were jammed shut. But oh, that's I, the that's the I, version
2: I, that I hear the most. Yeah, is that it was version. in a ditch, so he couldn't look out the window and say, "I'm seeing this." It was uh-huh. just dirt. Yeah. He couldn't get out because of that. And then so another this other is version the, said
1: that he wanted to, the, the truck was in a ravine. It oh. flipped over and he rolled into a ravine.
2: Oh, I guess I yeah. wasn't reading carefully enough. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, there's
0: different <laughs> versions of this floating around. Well, every variation is like one yeah. sentence difference. It's mm-hmm. very hard sometimes to find all these things.
2: Yeah. other Other accounts say that Larry may have actually answered to either David or Larry that maybe his... His name was David, not Larry. Uh-huh. Um, which I think I generally read in conjunction with the this is a hoax theories. Um, like somebody
0: slipped up once when they were making the hoax. Yeah. Their, their name was actually David. Yeah. Accidentally said it.
2: Yeah. They yeah. also, apparently, um, there are some stories, some tellings where the last name Peak, P E A,
0: Is in the peak of a mountain.
2: Yeah, is attached to his name, so he's either Larry Peak or David Peak.
0: And where did that come from?
2: I don't. I couldn't Mm. find a good source for that. It may have been. You know, there are a lot of at the time like tiny little newspaper clippings. That are floating around the internet, and I got to be honest, I did not read all fifty of them.
0: There was well, so it's it may be there it just, a lot like, of them were repeated with a sentence change, like yeah, we said earlier, or like one, you know the addition yeah. of
2: one last name. And I don't, I don't have a good answer for
0: mm. why that
2: is. But I also just want to go ahead and point out again that theoretically he was in New Mexico in late August. It's super hot there. Oh yeah. If he was stuck in a truck with no water or food. Reality is he didn't last more than a day or two.
0: Uh, Yeah, at best. Yeah, at -hmm. best.
2: So I just want to go ahead and talk about that for a second, just mention it. And so I guess we're left with the two options, right? Is that either it was a hoax or it wasn't a hoax. And I think both of them are awful choices (laughs) Uh, in my mind. Neither of those are good choices. Like either a seven-year-old boy died alone and scared basically just cooked to death Mm -hmm. inside of a truck.
1: Next to his dead dad. Next to
2: his dead dad, while people were like, yeah, you're going to die, Larry. Right? Or somebody... Was like, oh, you know what would be a funny prank? As if I pretended to be a seven-year-old cooking alive next to their dead father in good, a truck.
0: Good job on making the trolls, if this is real, yeah. sounding like even bigger jerks.
2: Well, they are jerks. Well, yeah,
0: they're totally yeah. jerks, but way to go on upping the ante on <laughs> that guy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the thing about this this time period, too, is like the, the early to mid-70s was the time of the, the CB craze in America. So a lot more people had CBs back in those days. Uh, than well, yeah. Today. Think
0: of how many Burt Reynolds movies came out at that oh, yeah, time where he was yeah. always on the CB. And Breaker, there uh-huh. these, yeah. There was all these trucker movies. Everybody had a CD or a CB. My mom had a car with a CB radio in it for crime and he sake. Oh yeah. Everybody had CB. Yeah. yeah. We all did. They were everywhere. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. We all did. It was like the, the iPhone
0: of the 70s. Yeah. yeah.
2: Like the Except iPhone of no the apps. 70s.
1: You know what else was really cool from that time period is eight-track tapes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I remember those, too.
1: <laughs> eight-track tapes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Stop yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, where are we at here?
2: I mean, you know, I, I said already, everybody pretty much who heard Larry was fairly convinced that he was real. I mean, the police kind of were faced with a no choice, you know, there's so many hoaxes going around. We don't have any good information. It's a hoax. Mm -hmm. But most of the people who talked with Larry said, no, this is a a real small boy who's just scared and alone and, you know, stuck somewhere and we got to help him. Mm -hmm. Um, He was able to describe the truck he was in. He -hmm. said it was a red truck with a white camper attached to the back of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: He knew his name was Larry. He knew he'd been on a hunting trip,
1: but he didn't know what city he but lived he in. But he didn't or what his know what city
2: he lived in or what his last name was. Mm-hmm. Which actually, to me, makes some sense. If you're, I mean, okay, so it's the '70s. Like, do you have your seatbelt fastened? Well, maybe, maybe not. Right. Mm-hmm. If you're in a truck that gets flipped over, and you wang the heck out of your head as a seven-year-old kid. Hmm the possibility for you to just forget everything
1: mm-hmm. yeah. in my
2: mind is fairly high. I mean, like, no, am I saying that he's going to survive something like that for very long? No, but you know, he only had a couple days on And if Earth he doesn't anyway, have water
0: and food, he's that's going to impede things. his faculties.
2: And you, your inclination is to say, well, he's going to forget things like what color the truck is first, but he's sitting in the truck and he can probably see parts of it. Right. Mm-hmm. He's gonna forget that he was on a camping trip. Well, maybe not. Maybe what he is gonna forget, maybe where the bleed in his brain is, is in his older memories. Maybe his name wasn't Larry. Maybe he just thought his name was Larry. Maybe, you know, maybe he just made up a name that he thought was there. Maybe
1: maybe he wasn't seven. Maybe he was thirty five.
2: Maybe he was thirty five. Yeah. Maybe he was the father. I'm kidding. Yeah. Um. Actually, it's
0: kind of plausible when you think about a head injury. But
2: you know, so for me, I guess I have. I don't have a huge amount of trouble seeing how something like that could affect someone's memory. If you're in a horrible car crash, it happens all the time, but you get hospitalized because you get care.
0: You know, the other thing that I, that I would jump in here to say yeah. is when was the last time either of you had a conversation with a seven-year-old mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how fleeting is their memory? Well,
1: yeah, but, you know, when I was seven, I, I, you know, I knew my, I knew my full name and I knew the city I lived in. But
0: there was a lot of times where... You had that information in your brain, mm. but you're seven. It's not easily retrieved. And think about what little kids that get lost in the mall are like. I mean, we all hear these stories. And this kid who's seven gets lost in the mall and they say, what's your name? I don't know. What's your mom's name? I don't know. Where do you live? I don't know. Because they're panicked. And it, yeah. it just kind of, yeah. it shuts that kind of cognitive recall down. Down.
1: Well, yeah, but sooner or later, you, know, you can only flood your body with adrenaline for so long, and then, and then you come down off of that, and you, and you, you know, sort of gather your wits together. Even a seven-year-old, I think, sooner or later would uh, calm down and, and assess the situation and realize that panicking is not really helping, and that what he needs to do is get some useful information to these people that he's talking to on the radio. You're show. assigning a lot of adult
0: thought. To a seven year old brain. I have hung around seven year olds who are completely and totally irrational and it's only because of the fact that they're seven. They don't they don't think about that. You know, they get caught in flights of fancy and panic and they just get all kinds of worked up and it's easy, especially if dad is lying next to you and you don't know what's wrong with dad. That's going to continually cause panic. Mm-hmm. But I, uh-huh. I I know seven-year-olds, they're, they're just not real good with a lot of that details because they're seven.
2: Yeah, the other thing about seven-year-olds is they get often... Super cranky and panicked when they get tired. Mm-hmm. And if you're, you know, steaming alive in a car, no <laughs> yeah. food or water. Nicest way to put this. Yeah. I mean, really, if you know, and you're panicking because your dad's there and you can't get out, and you're tired and you're thirsty, and people are like yelling all different things to you, and people are like, everybody's just asking you questions. I can understand how he would be a little <laughs> freaked out. And
0: mm-hmm.
2: I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I just want my mommy. I just, you know. Yeah,
0: so. it's very understandable. I think so. So uh, uh, here's here's I, I don't I don't want to I don't want to get off topic too much, but I do just want to c- try and understand something because Joe, you seem to understand it better than I do. Is mm-hmm, is what's that? if we're going to flip back to how so many people heard this and maybe this was a trolling situation? Yeah. So mm-hmm. how does uh, you gave kind of a basic explanation, but how does this skipping thing really happen? Because I couldn't get a good handle on it.
1: Yeah, now the way it works is... Uh, and I, I'm not a scientist. I don't understand it completely, but essentially it's... it's we know you're not a scientist. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 you always it's, talk yeah.
0: about the chupacabra. Yeah, yeah
1: I know. Well, Chupacabra's real. Uh, so anyway, so the ionosphere, which is, I don't know, what, about 53 miles up to about 260 miles uh, on the surface of the Earth. Uh-huh. And uh, it's called the ionosphere because it's filled with ions, and apparently especially, particularly when the sun is going through high periods of high sunspot activity. There's a lot of uh, coronal flares and things like that. It sends a lot of ionized particles towards the Earth, and, and they collect in the ionosphere, and they charge in a certain way that makes it conducive. Essentially, radio waves traveling up from the surface at, say, a 45-degree angle are refracted and bent around down. And according to one website I looked at, uh, sometimes it can actually re-radiate the, the radio signal. So it picks up the charge from the radio signal and re-radiates it downward back to the surface. and So it so basically recharges it? Uh, apparently that can happen, yeah. Huh. But in other cases, it just basically goes up, is refracted back downwards, bounces off the ground, goes up, is refracted back downwards. And so there have been cases... Of people skipping like halfway around the world, people in the US talking to people in Australia on CBs. but they'll say uh, most of the people that do that usually they''re they're, they're using home based stations and a lot of them a lot of people even though you're not supposed to operate over four watts on a CB, you can actually get amplifiers and supercharge your CB and so you're a lot more likely to be able to do skipping and be actually be heard you know for hundreds and hundreds of miles away. Because your your average CB is very is very limited line of sight range.
0: Uh, oh, you know, okay. So you just brought up a very good point, which suddenly mm. makes me doubt this whole story. Okay, absolutely valid point that I've never seen anywhere. You said you've got to have an antenna.
1: Yeah, what's this guy? which this kid? Didn't have because the, the truck, truck is upside over. down. Yeah, mm-hmm. if right. the
0: truck is upside down, the antenna is likely broke. Yeah, or partially buried. Well, thanks for stealing my thunder. And I hadn't That's even after thought the about point that. that. I was gonna make. I, I, well, I hadn't even thought so about that until you the next, said the, the the booster tower.
1: Yeah. So the next and the, the next possibility after that. So so the so obviously if it's a if it's an in dash radio, if it's mounted mm-hmm. inside the truck the radio is going to be completely useless. Right. Radio, now, but there's also a handheld CBs. Sure. But that wouldn't work either because the kids in a metal box still reflects radio waves. Mm-hmm. So the only, the only place that, that those radio waves are going to be able to get out through is maybe through the windshield, possibly, if that's not all covered with dirt and blocked. The, the kid was either in a ditch, in a ditch, or in a ravine, depending on what version. So.
2: Or outside with a skin knee.
1: Yeah. So, uh <laughs> So, a handheld CB is like, you know, there's a handheld walkie-talkie kind of CB, mm-hmm. which um, under ideal conditions, say so you're you're on a mountaintop, and the person you're talking to is on a mountaintop five miles away, that handheld might make it the whole five miles to, to the listener. But, obviously, this was less than optimal conditions for mm-hmm. Larry here. So, um, it's really unlikely to me that Larry even existed. This is why I don't believe this story, because there 's no way he could have used either kind of cB to contact anybody, not that's, unless they were maybe a couple hundred yards away that
2: 's a good point yeah. Um,
1: so yeah that 's so, a
2: really good point actually
1: yeah so larry didn 't did, exist
2: did
0: you come across there was one there was some snippet, as you said, in the snippet section? There's a snippet in one of the stories that I read about somebody tracking down a kid with a handheld radio who was goofing, or CB, that was goofing around, and either of you that. see that? Yeah, I saw I that, I saw too. that. Yeah, it yeah. was two
2: kids uh, Yeah, and, goofing.
0: and so uh, I just, I wonder if that's maybe where it came from, but uh, how mm-hmm. did, how the heck did they triangulate this? That's what I still don't get. I
2: don't get it either. I'm not sure. You that's, know, the uh, the one person who came forward and said, oh, no, that was me. Was this middle-aged dude in the Midwest, and he tried to prove that he had been the prankster by doing Larry's voice for everyone, and apparently it was just hilariously inaccurate. <laughs> yeah. That it was clearly like a, just a Midwestern dude trying to do like a scared seven-year-old voice that just no, uh, nobody really seemed to believe it, and he was claiming to have been broadcasting from the Midwest, and you know again i don't know how they triangulated it i don't know if there's a, a the actual ability to triangulate it mm. but i you know and i kind of wonder if perhaps there is something lost in the history of this you know if larry didn't say oh it was desert when we flipped over or if you know they were able to somehow track Something I don't mm-hmm. I don't know how they do that.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know either. Uh, it could have it, it could have been somebody actually driving around the area in a car with, mm-hmm. with a boosted CB. Um, maybe, but they
2: you know. would have had to have been in the area. Is my feeling it's not that you know somebody in the Midwest could have been doing this unless they had been you know continually skipping to the. To mm-hmm. to near Albuquerque.
1: Yeah, I um, if if they're actually skipping, I I don't really see how you could triangulate that. No. If somebody within line of sight, so somebody reasonably close by, so you have several CB operators and they all pick up the same transmission, mm-hmm. and they all see the signal strength of that same, that mm-hmm. transmission. Most of, most radios, especially home ones, have you know little dials and knobs and stuff. Yeah, little so ham you, radios. Yeah, so yeah. if you see the signal strength and and <clears throat> you know the signal strength for that that thing from several different locations around it you could sort of probably get a rough idea of well, where and, it originated from
0: and i think that's maybe cuz i was rereading the uh, the the piece from is it the the new york new, new york, york times, times yeah. new york times and uh, it was talking about the the monitoring of the transmission. Yeah. And there's some stuff in there that leads me to believe that they were using multiple listening points mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to try and figure out. Yeah. It's stronger here. It's weaker here. But, mm-hmm. You know that kind of yeah. So accurate pinpointing of what you had at the time. Yeah. yeah. So that's that seems the only way I can. I, yeah. I can see it plausibly that they could track it down.
2: That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So
1: it's. it's Probably somebody in a car or a truck in the area broadcasting this thing, mm-hmm. and that's not counting all the other copycats that are out there jumping in. Sure, yeah. So that's what that would be my best guess.
2: Okay. Well, you've totally ruined my best theory. which was super depressing theory? and sad.
1: Oh, that. Oh, that he was the, real and he, and he died horribly out in the desert.
2: Yeah, that he was real and that like the first you know maybe days worth of transmissions were actually him, and then mm-hmm. just he died. And how is that the
0: best theory?
2: I said that was my theory.
0: Oh,
2: okay. Uh, did I say best?
0: You said the best that's theory. A, At least I thought you theory, said. Yeah. The oh, best my
2: best. It's my best uh, theory. Okay. Okay. I apologize. I didn't mean for it to be like. Yeah. yeah it was it's like a you fun, Awesome theory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, no, now,
1: but the, the the other reason I think this was a hoax is it's been forty one years since this happened. They would have found the truck by now. Somebody would have stumbled across that thing. Some hikers or somebody. Yeah. The interesting you
2: know, thing was that I read reports and it. In the in the New York Times article, it even mentions three pilots report sighting truck in Red Rock Canyon area, mm-hmm. um, saw, and there were there were then there were other reports that they some people saw an overturned truck in that kind of area, mm-hmm. but there was never any follow up on that. So,
1: but the thing about it is, is uh, they so they flip the truck and it goes into a ditch. Well, what's always right next to a ditch a road. Right, a road that people are going to be driving up and down. In forty-one right. years, there's got to have been at least a few people that's driven up and down that road, and would have probably noticed a, a flipped-over pickup truck.
0: Actually, I'll counter that. Yeah. If you go into a ditch or a ravine, mm-hmm. even if the it's ravine, near the
1: ravine, could be a different Okay, well, story, well if it's a ravine, wh-
0: what is a ditch to you? Is that three feet deep or is that ten feet deep? Mm. Because I, I, you know, I've seen a lot of quote-unquote ditches that were actually ten feet deep or something next to the side of a road. They funnel a bunch of water through, and that winter there's a flood through. So let's we're talking we're talking Nevada or Arizona, right? Uh, New, New Mexico. Mexico, New Mexico. Excuse me. So that area is prone to flash flooding. So if you get a big swell of water that comes through, it's very possible that could have been buried in that first winter. One one giant mm-hmm. wash buries it under a bunch of crap. And yeah, you're right. It should have been found by now, mm-hmm. but. Who knows how far it could have traveled? Well, Well,
2: I guess I also, you know, my other argument would be like, I I don't know if they're still there or not. But when I was a kid and we'd go out to Forest Park, you'd walk on these trails and there were like cars from the 70s and 60s that had just been abandoned in the middle of these Forest forest Park, you know, Uh just like pushed into the forest a little bit. And had been overgrown and like, obviously, you know, probably they weren't, you know, part of a massive manhunt for a seven year old boy, but they, they were left there on public land just to, you know, kind of be, yeah, to basically rot. So things like that have happened, but I think you're probably right that there was enough publicity surrounding this thing that assuming they were on a a road, because if they were off roading in the middle of the desert. To Mm -hmm. go hunting, that's a different story.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah but, but still a lot of other people are going to cross that desert and 41 years sooner or later somebody's gonna cross past no, i, I agree somebody you totally would agree. think somebody yeah.
0: would have found it but enough time would pass mm-hmm. I bet you after five years this is no longer in the public consciousness oh I'm sure but yeah. and so I come I mean, across it some that. rusty old pickup truck and go well what a piece of junk and I keep going yeah usually I shoot a few holes in it before I move on but, uh, <laughs> well so anyway You're the, um, the best Joe yeah I know but anyway so
1: so uh, this, to sum up my all my reasons. Number one, the the, the kid couldn't have been transmitting with the CB under the circumstances. I mean, or if he he was, it wouldn't have reached more than 100 yards or so. Uh, Nobody ever found the wreck. No family member ever came forward and said, hey, my son and my daughter, my son and my husband are missing. I mean, none of that. Nobody, I mean, this guy, his, his father had to have had a job, right? When he failed to report to work the following Monday, do you think somebody would have maybe put two and two together, considering this has been all over the this is all over the headlines? yeah, it's just none of it makes any
0: sense
2: I guess I in the seventies, I can see somebody not having a job ah, and being yeah. a single father, and you know I don't know what um I think that the eighth the tenth was a Friday mm. that year, so they went missing on a tuesday tuesday who takes their kid hunting on a tuesday except unemployed for guy. somebody who doesn't have a job yeah if he's an unemployed single dad they don't have any living family it's happened before mm-hmm. That is that's that,
1: possible i but, mean it's not
2: likely right yeah. but it's possible i guess mm. i you know i think with your one fell swoop of oh, yeah, by the way, the CB radio couldn't have been broadcasting. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm on your side.
0: Yeah. But I
2: am going to continue to say I think there's a lot of likelihood around Larry's story,
0: mm-hmm. whether
2: or not. And,
0: and um, what was the the uh, Jane Doe something-something that you did the story on? Yeah. I can't remember the – A the, lot
2: of numbers, Jane yeah, Doe, lots yeah, of numbers. Yeah, lots of numbers. Yeah.
0: Same thing with her. We all said, well, how come nobody reported her missing – well, it could have been as simple as people went, oh, well, they moved. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess they moved out of the house. There was a story I just read from the BBC of they found some woman in her flat dead. Mm. She'd been there for six and a half years. Yeah. Because her car was gone and her neighbors just assumed that she had moved. hmm Okay. This guy's red pickup with a camper is gone and they just go, Oh. I guess he moved. I've told you both about the neighbor I had who just randomly disappeared for a couple of months. And Mm -hmm. I thought, well, I guess that guy just moved until I found out what the story was.
2: Not dead, by the way. Not dead.
0: (laughs) Very simple story. Just kind of took off for a while. Was on... uh, Walk about Yep. But the same thing. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, I guess my neighbor moved out. Mm-hmm. Well, they'll, the, the landlord will do something about it when they do something about it or the owner of the property, whoever, and maybe it takes a long time. They don't figure it out.
2: Well, and even, I mean, I, you know, I guess not to like push this too hard, but even if he's not unemployed, he takes the day. Right. But if he's a, a, you know, a single parent and he's a delinquent, maybe he like doesn't show up. He's late a lot. His manager just assumes, oh, John decided to quit. Didn't well, show up. Better fire him. Mm-hmm. Oh well. <clears throat> oh well.
1: Yeah, that's that's possible. Or his manager could, like, you know, having just read the newspaper, could put two and two together and say, "Gee, I wonder if it's John, John's Boy. kid that's trapped in that pickup truck." Yeah,
2: that would I mean, take
1: the kid. The kid doesn't show up for school, but maybe the school authorities will just say, "Oh, must have moved," you know. Well, uh, again, I, again, a, again, the guy stops paying his rent, so the landlord, so the landlord finally comes by and realizes there's no, no nobody there, and and he like puts two and two together and tells the authorities. But you're, I, you're, yeah, you're expecting
0: I mean, a lot of people who read very small snippets. You gotta... I, I don't think what... A lot of people don't understand when we're doing this story because I was looking at the clippings because mm-hmm. people have scanned them in. That New York Times bit that you read mm-hmm. was probably one of the larger stories that, it, that, yeah, that's out was, there. Yeah. Most of them are about a paragraph and a half on page 97B. Next uh, to the obits. Next <sighs> to the obits. So it's mm. very easy to get missed. It's not like today where we have, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, where there's social media cramming all of this in front of us. Mm. Instead, it's back there and I might read it and I might... You know, work at the same place, but not make the connection. But you're the manager, but you mm. don't read it, so you don't make the connection. And I don't think to tell you anything, because I'm busy doing my job, because we don't stand around and chit-chat and email these stories to each other.
2: And, mm. you know, I guess it, it was started and finished within what, like...
0: Within
1: a week. Eight, eight? A little week, yeah. Yeah. You but know? but at the same time, it did get some. It did get a lot, a lot of local play because it don't did. forget, 150 volunteers showed up to comb.
2: It absolutely did. So you
1: know, so it's I'll, kind of it, it, the word was out. Yeah,
2: no, I think you're. I think you're right. I think it's well, there's there's good arguments on both sides. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys have? I mean, I know Joe's favorite theory is that Larry wasn't real.
0: Mm-hmm. Larry, Steve, what do you think? I was ambivalent at the start, but I I also don't believe that Larry was real.
2: Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah.
0: It reminds me of that
1: episode of the Simpsons.
0: You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what show? The best shows always in with reminds me of an episode of the Simpsons. Yeah, what well, please please do Rogers. tell,
1: sir? Oh, well, uh Bart uh Bart gets his uh, he, he gets a walkie-talkie set, so he so he lowers one of the walkie-talkies down this really really deep well and then he gets on the other one and, he, and he's like, "Oh, somebody help me." It's in the whole town of Springfield. It's like, "Oh my god, uh, I forget what he calls himself. Maybe he called himself Larry." But he's like, you know, he's got everybody all concerned, and and anyway. So you know what's funny is I think one? I've
2: seen like ten episodes of the Simpsons in my life. Yeah, and that is one of them. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so yeah, but yeah. So maybe they maybe they were r- sort of riffing on Larry in maybe
2: that uh, particular episode. That's the genius of the Simpsons, right? Is that like they make references that are so
0: obscure pop culture references that,
2: that only a few people get them years and later. it's still good. Yeah, <clears clears throat> still so good. Yeah. yeah. I guess. Um,
1: so anyway, Larry. If I'm wrong, uh, if I'm wrong, I apologize to your little <laughs> desiccated skeleton somewhere oh. out there in the desert. But I don't think Man. I'm wrong. Nah, Larry. So many
0: people hate you now.
1: Yeah, nah, Larry's fine. Whoever whoever was the voice of Larry is uh, living age, in Fiji. Know. Yeah, he's he's middle aged adult now, and you know middle aged. Like, yeah. Nah. Well, he would have been born in. Assuming he was actually seven, he would have been born in the mid '60s. Yeah. Yeah. So he'd be middle aged.
0: What is what is middle age? Middle age is as? like
1: you know, like thirty to sixty or something like that.
0: Is it really? Yeah. I never I never know. I always hear I'm middle aged. I never know what the, the classification
2: Anymore? is. Anymore? Yeah. I don't know. I think middle aged is half the average lifespan.
0: Okay. I I always said to think of it
1: as around fifty or so.
2: Mm-hmm. Me but too. then I was
1: like at my doctor's years years ago and, and well, not that many years ago, I guess, but decades. And he ago. said, "I was like 33," and he says, and it was, "Well, you know, you're 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 a middle-aged white male." And I go, what, "What are you talking about? It's 33? 33? <laughs> <33, laughs> what? You know? Apparently, that's the way doctors see it—is like 30 to 60 or something Crap. like that. Crap! I better yeah. start
2: taking better care of myself. I'm gonna be middle-aged soon. Yeah, yeah. you are. Crap.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, well, I guess um, now that we
1: solved the mystery, it's time for the closing credits.
2: Yeah, it actually totally is. Pictures, I, there's not, there's no photographs of anything because obviously like we don't know where it was from but a picture probably of this news snippet we'll put up but also uh, the links i
1: did go out to the web and there are lots of pictures of red and white pickup trucks that's fair go out to the web you'll find those yeah
2: we'll put those on the website yeah we won't no we won't uh but links to a couple links there's not a whole lot of links around the internet
0: no no um
2: and uh, also you may be listening on our website, thinking sideways Uh, you can always find us on iTunes. If you do listen to us on iTunes, if you're not already subscribed, subscribe and leave us a comment and a rating.
0: Wait, how does, how does that tune go again?
2: Nope. You got it once. Dang it. You can loop it. You edit these shows.
0: I am so looping oh, that now. I don't oh, know. Good, I good call. Good um, call.
2: If you forget. We're
0: going to get the, um, the Devin subscribe song. Subscribe.
2: Oh, man. Yeah. That
0: will not be in there, Jim. Mix no. them
2: together. is no, going to be perfect. No. If His you...
0: falsetto was terrible. Yeah, I've got a beautiful <laughs> falsetto.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, If you forget to download us, you can always stream us straight from Stitcher on any mobile device except, I guess. CB, huh? except but, for a CB. Except for CB, they don't have any apps unfortunately. Yeah. Although we may just broadcast the show on CB anyways. Just no. use our ham radio. No. That seems like too much work to you.
0: The only ham I com- I have comes in plastic packages.
2: I'm a it's star. not a radio kind.
0: Yeah, I don't have I'm a CB here.
2: Somebody bring me some ham. No. Okay. Uh you can find us on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Uh you it's
1: just can Just turned to a musical and like <laughs> like us. Don't forget to like us.
2: Yeah, you can either like us or uh you can really join like the us. fan page. I guess yeah. that's the, the terminology. Group. The, the group. group. Uh there's lots of stuff going on there. Yeah. Actually right now. It's good times. Um and if you're Larry or you heard Larry or you just want to talk to us, send us an email. That email address as always, as Steve would say, is thinking sideways podcast at gmail dot com. Yeah. I guess on that super awesome, upbeat, short note.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> We're going to get out of here.
1: All right. Well, so, uh, so
0: long, everybody. Breaker Breaker Niner. We'll talk to you next week. Oh, Lord. Yeah, And Larry, give us a call. Just, oh, my gosh. Beep.